Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Let's do it. Let's get into today's show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen in. As you all know, we greatly appreciate it. But what we're going to do is go ahead and open up our show by allowing you to know who it is, these wonderful people that has been sponsoring Marriage Mondays with the Kings for it's probably as long as we've been on. First up, we have Christian Humor Forward slash Inspiration. Now, this is a Facebook group page that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are into social media, please check them out simply by going to Facebook and searching them at Christian Humor Forward slash Inspiration. Then we have Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, which is an organization that exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental health services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past, current, and future. Hitvol also has veteran apparel that makes that you can purchase that'll make you proud to be a veteran. You can check them out by going to their website at www.lucilleroane.com, www.lucillerone.com. So we're going to go ahead and open up this show with a word of prayer. So if you're listening to us, we ask you to please uh, join us to the word of prayer. Father God, we just come to you today giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, thanking you once again for an opportunity to be before your people, to spread your word in an effort to save marriages, dear God. Father God, we just come thanking you for a new year. Father God, we know that as we enter into this new year, this first month, dear God, that we've already lost family, friends, and loved ones that didn't make it this far. So Father God, we just thank you for those individuals that have blessed and touched our lives, dear God. We send special prayers out for families who have lost loved ones heavenly father we ask you to continue to give them that peace that yes. surpasses all understanding dear god we ask you to put things in place heavenly father so that they may heal in their hearts and their minds for the loss of loved ones that they have encountered yes. father god we just thank you on the day that as we enter into this new year of 2020 dear god we ask that you would just make it a new season for us dear god yes. that has winter comes heavenly father and spring uh comes forth dear god that you will allow things to spring up in our lives yes. that flowers will start to blossom awesome, that things that were cold in our lives, Heavenly Father, begin to warm up. Yes, Father God, God, we ask that you would just light a fire in us, dear God, to yes. continue to be on the lookout for your word, to do your will and your way. Father God, we just come praying for those who are sick, those who are shut in, those who are in the nursing homes and hospitals, dear God. We ask you would test the hands of the physicians, the yes, surgeons God, that they are seeing, dear God. Jesus. Father God, we just ask that a miracle be performed where a person may think that there is no way out. Yes, but where the doctor says one thing, we know that you have the final say. We're praying for those who are dealing with things physically. We're praying for those individuals that are dealing with things from a mental standpoint. And we're just praying for healings to occur in the mighty name of Jesus, dear God. So we ask that you would send your angels forth, that they would do your will and your way, dear God, that miracles would happen, that things will be turned around for individuals on the day, dear God, and that the enemy will be put up under our feet. Father God, we're praying for restoration of families. We know that the enemy is alive and well, that he's attacking the institution of marriage, dear God. And we ask that you would just help us 
us to gird up our loins, dear God, that we put on the whole armor of God so that we can withstand the wiles of the enemy, not only in our relationships, dear God, but in every aspect of our lives. Father God, we're praying for marriages. We're praying for our children. We come up against child abductions, Heavenly Father, sex trafficking, runaways, dear God. We ask the individuals that are uh, missing on the day, dear God, that they will be found and return safely to their family, friends, and loved ones. Father God, we're praying for guidance and wisdom on the day in everything that we do, in every decision that we make, in every application that we put into our lives, dear God. Lead us to have things done in a way that you would have it done, Heavenly Father, and not just in the sight of what we see. Father God, we're praying for increase on the day in our lives, but most of all, Heavenly Father, we're praying for increase in you. Father God, we just open up our hearts and minds. We ask that you would just pour into our spirit, dear God, the things that you would have us to do so that your will and your way and your word is spread throughout the earth. Father God, we just ask you to continue to help us have a helping spirit. Continue to help us to have a giving spirit, a forgiving spirit, Heavenly Father, for those that we encounter. Father God, for the things that we're holding on to, we're asking that we would find a way to be able to let go and let God, that we can forgive those who have wronged us, Heavenly Father, so that you will be able to forgive us. So Father, on the day we're continuing to pray for our schools, our workplaces, we're coming up against violence in every fashion, dear God, and we're asking that we will be able to turn away from our wicked ways and turn back to you, Heavenly Father. So help us to resist the wiles of the enemy. Help us to do that so he can flee from our lives, dear God. And Father God, we're continuing to pray for KRGN, every individual that comes on the radio, everyone who supports, everyone who listens, and even for those that may not know, we ask that this word be spread out to those individuals, that your word reaches the four corners of the earth and everyone has an opportunity to be saved. So Father God, we just thank you on the day for everything that you've done and especially for everything that you're yet going to do. We ask you to just bless us beyond measure, beyond our expectations, Heavenly Father, because we know that nothing exceeds you. And we thank you and we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so our motto for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for this show come from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And just to do a recap of one of our recent shows, uh, we've been off the the air for a couple of uh, weeks now. But uh, one of the last shows that we did was Respect my marriage Mm -hmm. respect my marriage and in that particular show just to do a quick recap um we we asked the question you know do individuals today still respect their marriage and some of the things that we talked about is that some individuals do but some individuals don't respect marriage for the simple fact is they have no standard for respect uh that they set out when the individuals were dating Mm. what were they shown uh while they were dating or what did they see as children uh as far as respect goes in their mother's and their father's uh, relationship. What Mm -hmm. have they been taught? And so a lot of things come into um, effect there when it comes to talking about respect in marriage. How do you apply respect in your marriage if you've never been shown that? Uh, Another thing that we have to look at is we all hear the um, cliche that respect goes both ways. And I think a lot of times for individuals in marriage, uh, one particular person in a relationship uh, wants the, the spouse to respect them, but they're not willing to give that other individual the respect. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that respect goes both ways. You have to give respect in order to get that respect. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that we really dove deep into on that show is that sometimes there is no respect privately 
So they, there's no respect that's going to be shown publicly. Uh-huh. A lot of times what you do behind closed doors, you treat your spouse a certain way, spills over into what you do to that individual from a public standpoint. Uh-huh. And you don't realize the harm that you may be doing to a spouse if you're not respecting them, not only in the home, uh-huh. but when it starts to spill over into your social area as well. And one of the biggest things we also talked about was from a man's standpoint, but it can go for a, a female as well, is that it says a man needs love and respect and he gravitates to that place where he can get that love and respect Mm -hmm. and that may be that job it may come from friends other individuals it can be on the internet in other words when a person doesn't feel respected by the person that they married to they will gravitate to anyone who may give them that respect Mm -hmm. and that's just a a human thing it's no knock on anybody but what we have to learn how to do is in a sense is keep our spouses corralled and i'm not saying that in a negative format is that you don't want them to go outside of that circle to get respect when you're that that spouse that's supposed to be giving it to them Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that with that, uh, first and foremost, uh, we have to respect ourselves. Mm. Respect yourself first. Take care of yourself first and then spread that out to other individuals. And then the two individuals trying to become one, you respect that uh, as a married couple because how can you be two trying to be one if you have respect for one individual but there's nothing for the other? There is a split there. There's division there and you can't be a whole if something is divided. That is so true. And so if you happen to miss that show, which was entitled Respect My Marriage, please feel free to check out our podcast page, which is buzzsprout.com. You can go into your app stores or whatnot, and you can type in B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-U-T, and you can get that information. Now, um, today's topic we are going to dig for the next probably three weeks or however God says long. We're going to dig into these marriage vows, okay? And so today's topic is marriage vows for better or for worse. And so we just want to let you know that views expressed on this show are those of the host, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management of other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And so uh, moving forward with our Marriage Money with the Kings disclaimer, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so our marriage question of the day, do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously in our generation? Once again, the marriage question of the day, do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously in our generation? And so just kind of getting into it, what I was sharing with my husband is I like to dig into these marriage vows first before we get into the for better or for worse. And so this from this website, because we were doing some some research, if you will, on the history of wedding vows, because I'm the type of person I like to know where is it rooted from? Where does it come from? And so coming from redbookmag.com was this insert. The oldest standard wedding vows can be traced back to the Book of Common Prayer by Thomas Cranmer, Archbishop of Canterbury. And then it goes into saying what the wedding vows are. I'm going to read those. It says, I, I'm going to say Shan, 
take thee Kenya to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love, cherish, and to obey, till death do to death us do part according to God's holy ordinance. The vows included in that book are derived from the Serum Rite of Medieval England, which was originally translated in the earliest version of the Book of Common Prayers as to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, and and to hold, what, excuse me, and in sickness and in health to death us depart. The earlier 1549 version of the Book of Common Prayer retained the till death us depart. Depart meaning separate, changing over as of sixteen six of the 1662 version to read till death us do part. Eventually the us and do were swapped, giving us the modern version till death do us part. Remarkably, they've remained much of the same ever since. And so if I can, um, that is basically what the traditional wedding vows as far back as I could research or whatnot um, kind of came from. And so the question of the day being, do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously in our generation? Of course, we did put this question out on our social medias. I will let you all know if this is your first time listening to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We generally put our questions out on our Facebook, Marriage Mondays with the Kings Facebook page and Marriage Mondays with the Kings Instagram. Every now and then we'll put it on our Twitter. So if you happen to have either or, because I know a lot of people are not doing Facebook nowadays, they're doing more Instagram, feel free to look out on our page. We generally on our Facebook pin the question to the top. And so we did receive some dialogue from that. And so marriage our marriage vows for better or for worse out of the traditional wedding vows we're going to hit that first and then we're going to go on for richer or for poor and then we're going to go on sickness and in health so today we're going to be talking about marriage vows for better or for worse so when i think about uh those marriage vows when you get to that part where it says for for better or worse uh i'm just going to be honest with individuals i think a lot of individuals uh, and it doesn't have to be just this generation. It's a lot of different generations that they don't take that particular part serious because they choose what they want to hear and what they want to do. Mm -hmm. It is no different than sitting in the pews of the church uh, when the pastor is talking about certain things and you want to turn away from that. You can't be mad at the pastor for what God has, has given him across the pulpit, mm -hmm. but you will pick and choose what you want to do and what pertains to you and what you want to uh, do according to God's word. Mm -hmm. uh, likewise, with marriage, we do the exact same thing. So individuals can be uh, in front of the justice of the peace, in front of the pastor at a church wedding, doesn't matter. When they hear those words for better or worse, sometimes they jump around in that, in those uh, scriptures or in those sayings to what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of individuals, uh, when they hear that first one for better or worse, they don't want to think about um, the bad stuff, mm -hmm. they only want to hear the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like we do in church. We want to hear about the blessings, but we don't want to hear about the trials Come and the tribulations. Or the obedience. Precisely. <laughs> and so you want to go through that and say, well, yeah, I, I want to love you for better, for richer, in health, Come on. in love. Mm. And then uh, we know that death is inevitable, but we'll deal with that part once it yeah, gets there. Yeah, when it so when you, when you go back and you say that you want to love someone for better or worse, 
that is more than just dating, the sex in the relationship, romance, or mm-hmm. building some type of wealth. Come on. When you love someone for better or worse, it's when that person is at their good, their highest point, and when they're at their lowest point. Mm-hmm. That's when that person has everything going for them and when everything has been snatched away from them. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen in a lot of relationships, and it's not all, is that everything is good as long as we're riding high, but Come the on. minute something goes bad, then my love isn't there for you anymore. Mm-hmm. So my question to listeners will be, is was there really truly love there in that relationship or were you looking for something else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people can say they're there for the better. And the only thing that I would tell people is the only thing you have to do is take away some things from that relationship and see what really stands. Come on, come on. So if you, love the, if, if you love that person for better, then when that person, uh, when you married them, they looked like a million bucks. They were, they were that model that could have been on Sports Illustrated ma- magazine. Mm. And now all of a sudden they've had four or five kids and they don't necessarily look that same. Do you still love them? Come on. Come on. Because that's a better and a worst case scenario. Now, I'm not saying just because the person has a lot of children, they put on a little weight or whatever the case may be, that that makes them worse. But in the eyes of some individuals, when you don't look like what you used to look like, you've went from better to worse. Mm. When you were making eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year, but now you've lost that job and you had to take something that was twenty or thirty, is that same love there? Mm. Can you love a person when they're at their highest and when they're at their lowest? That's what that whole for better or worse can be about. Now, there's some other ways that we can break that down as well. But for a lot of individuals, that's what it all boils down to. Mm. I want to love you when you're at your best, when you can give me your all. But when you lose a step, we don't want you anymore. Come on. Come on. You know what? I'm going to, y'all know me to go in and that's what I'm going to do. Oh my God, the time. Okay. So this is what I was thinking about when you was talking, baby. I was thinking about being in the single phase before you even get to the traditional wedding vows. And so what we tend to do is we will look at all the good in the person, Mm -hmm. but we don't look at the red flags. Right. You see what I'm saying? When we're when we're in a single stage and when we're dating. And what we do, some some of us, if we could be real with ourselves, in the single stage, you'll sit up and you'll lie to yourself. Because I've heard too many of my fellow women say this. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Oh, yeah, he drink now. Oh, when we get married, oh, oh that's going to change. That's not going to happen. Mm. Oh, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, he just hits me and he talked down to me every now and then. But once we get married and once I become his wife and he put that ring on my finger, it's not going to happen anymore so I'm not worried about that and let me tell you what you're doing is you lying to yourself because in your single state you need to be willing before you say I do I would encourage you to be willing to look at the individual because we do know as one of my good friends say you get the representative in the dating stage you get you get my best foot forward in the dating stage you get um I'm brushing my teeth uh before you get up in the morning and whatever the case may be come on let's keep it real somebody in the dating stage but we're not willing to look at all those negatives and see what we tend to do is when we say these traditional wedding vows before God and before people you know what I'm saying? In the presence of people, but we're making a vow to the person that we're marrying as well as making that vow before God. Because guess what? When you go from the two and dating and just like the scripture saying, oh my God, it, it just popped up in my head. So I'm going to go back and get that scripture because I don't like talking about scripture without providing it. But as the scriptures say, you're no longer two, you know, in order to be strong, you got to have that three strand cord. You see what I'm saying? And so when you make those vows, you vow your love one to another and what you're going to do going 
going forward in this marriage, you got to keep in mind that you also vowing God to come into your union and see what is happening is a lot of people are saying these traditional wedding vows, but you're not inviting God in. You're doing the pretty church wedding. You're going through all this, making all this preparation for the marriage. You making more preparation for the for the uh, wedding day instead of the actual marriage. You can't even pay somebody nowadays to go to uh, a marriage therapist or go to their pastor and get premarital counseling. Oh no, with an open mind to say, hey, this is a major decision that I'm walking into because once I stand at that altar or in that courtroom uh, uh, or judge's office or whatever, justice of the peace, JP, and it is people say, we do we have to understand that. That when we make those vows out of our mouth, we're also making a covenant with God. And that's why a lot of marriages are not making it because you're, you're doing all the pretty stuff that it takes for the wedding day, but you're not taking seriously the covenant that you are making with that person and also with God. You see what I'm saying? So that's one. Number two, I'm going to come from something that's very familiar to me and my husband, we've seen it because, and I'm not knocking any military people, no military spouses or anything, but I'm just talking from a place where I've seen it most. So like, say for instance, when you have somebody in the military and I'm going to speak from a wife's perspective, cause I've spoken to so many military wives as a military wife, you see what I'm saying? Everything is all good. And, and, you know, we were talking about, uh, um, uh, uh, should women have their own? Should women have their own money and, you know, bank accounts? And we're not going down that rabbit hole. Where I'm going is, should women have something under their belt? One of the things that I always encourage is, yes, you need to have some type of trade, some type of education, something under your belt. Because in the military, what tends to happen, husband and or wife that are military spouses, is you see your husband and your wife serving. You see what I'm saying? And just like my husband was saying, everything is all good. Once you see him serving, you see that check come in on the 1st and the 15th. You got your little nice pretty ID card. You're going to try caring. You're getting, you know what I'm saying, these medications and everything that other people that you know got to pay for. You're looking at all the good. But God forbid when that person, your spouse, get injured, they get med boarded, they get put out the military, or they retire, you don't even know how to function outside because you've been looking at the good so much that you are not even doing future forward thinking, as I like to call it, because that's something that I like to do to prepare for what's going to happen if. You see what I'm saying? What's going to happen? So like my husband was saying with the traditional wedding vows, we get caught up at the better times. We get caught up in the richer, baby. We riding, what do they say? You riding high off the hog. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, you love that in health part when that body's banging and he got that nice little six pack and everything like that, baby. He can pick you up and carry you over the threshold. You love that. But when it comes to the flip side, ain't nobody thinking and prepping for the flip side. And that's where marriage start marriage and marriages in my opinion start to suffer so we need to start operating in reality and we need to go back to the basics of these traditional wedding vows and i'm gonna say one more thing because i know my husband he got something he he over shaking he got some <laughs> so this is the one more thing that i would like to say when it comes to these traditional wedding vows i got so happy i forgot because i got sidetracked because <laughs> you you go ahead i'm gonna write it down and remember no so one of the things that i wanted to pay special attention to was something that my wife said about uh, the difference uh, between uh, a covenant and a contract. Come on. And so a lot of individuals, they treat their marriage like a contract. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about a contract, you think about something that is written down and there's all of these specifications that have to be met mm -hmm. by an individual. Mm -hmm. That's a contract. And when mm -hmm. someone doesn't meet those specifications, then a person is able to walk away or they pull something with them because you didn't do what you said that you would do. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to a covenant, 
that's something different. Come on. That's something different. Because when it comes to a covenant, even though within a covenant, sometimes we as individuals who are married break that covenant with God, he doesn't always just pull everything back and say, you're not going to get what I promised you. Mm. What he wants you to do is to be able to repent, come before him, and then he can reestablish and give you even more than what you had before. Come on. But as individuals, as human beings, we look at things from a contract perspective. Mm -hmm. In other words, this is what I want you to do for me. You hold up your end of the bargain, and I might hold up come mine. Come on, come on, sir. Come on. I might hold up mine. Yes. I'm only going to do what has been stated so far, and I'm not doing no more than that because I only want certain things. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to do what I'm going to do, but they expect the other half of the person to do everything that they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so the difference for me between a contract marriage, if you will, and a covenant marriage is this thing called love. Come on. A an unconditional love, an agape love, is that you're willing to go through any and everything for that person that you married because that's what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when a person goes over a contract, they're going to go over it for the betterment of them. Of In other words, yes. they want to be able to get the most out of it. I need to reap the most benefits. Mm -hmm. But when you have that unconditional love in your relationship, it's all about the two becoming one because you're both going to reap the things that you sow together. Yes, that is so true. And so I'm going to go ahead and read um, before our commercial break. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read um, some of the responses that we received from the uh, question that we placed on our Facebook page and we placed on our Instagram. For those of you who say, how can I? Because I know a lot of people like to call in and different things like that. But as you know, the world is evolving. Most people now, they send their messages through social media. So um, do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously in our generation? Why or why not was the question that we put on our social medias. And so one person responded and said this, some do and some don't. The problem is that everyone spends all their time planning the wedding. That's only for one day mm. and not planning for after the wedding. My husband has been off work uh, for over a year and a half. It has, it, it has been hard at times, but our marriage hasn't suffered. We work our marriage like a job, and when someone is producing, we, isn't producing, we talk about it. I love being married. And see, I love that because I love how they touched on the avenue because one of the biggest things that I have seen that tears up a marriage is finances. Mm. finances and so if you never work together as a team and I don't want to get into the richer or the poor because that's for next week but if you never work together as a team then why is it that uh when when it rears its ugly head then that's what you allow to divide you okay so how many of you all and I just want you to ask yourself when you got married how many of you all actually um, um, went into it with a heart of having a covenant with your spouse and a covenant with God? A lot of people like to say, you know, um, my, my marriage and stuff, like God is the head of my marriage. If God is truly the head of your marriage, and not to say that you're not going to have any worse times in your marriage, if God is truly the head, then the fruit thereof should be, be there. You see what I'm saying? And so what I was going to actually say earlier is I wanted to give that scripture that I was mentioning earlier. And that actually come from the book of Ecclesiastes when I was saying about the three-folded cord. Ecclesiastic um, chapter 4 and 12. This is what I was going to say that I completely forgot. But God brought it back to my remembrance because it obviously needs to be said. 
Do you know that I have heard a lot of people say, well, when it comes to writing my vows for my marriage, I'm going to just write vows from my heart because I do not want to say the traditional wedding vows. I don't want to say that I am going to have and to hold you from this day forward for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, sickness and health, because I don't know if I want to be with him when he's poor. I don't know if I want to be with her when she's sick and stuff like that. And when the worst times hit, because we don't allow ourselves to, uh, 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 forge through the times that are worse to work together as a team a lot of people in their individual selves don't get me wrong i'm not saying sit in a whole bunch of negativity but you don't work through we we have to understand that god that there is a a sun on the other end of that storm there is a rainbow on the other end of that storm and what i've always heard older people say when i ask the question of what has kept you married for 50 plus years when you talk to somebody that's older, and I encourage you to do that, that they've been married for 50 plus years, one of the things that I commonly hear is the bad times. The bad times in our marriage and us working through those bad times is what made our marriage stronger. I must admit, me and my husband, yes, we had worse times. If we wouldn't have had worse times, God wouldn't be using us right now to be a blessing as he see fit, not us, as he see fit to so many people's marriages, to so many people that are single, that are like, wait a minute, hold up. I need to do da-da-da-da-da. I need to look at red flags. You know what I'm saying? It was our worst times that God allowed us to go through. Have there ever been times, and I'm not going to lie to you, that... I, Four times that I can remember in 21 years where I was like, I'm out. And I think one of the times I think I was really serious or whatever. But each and every time God had somebody to come around and say, girl, sit your tail down. Girl, calm down somewhere. You ain't going nowhere. And I'm so glad that God sent his angels on earth to tell me that, to tell me to check myself, to pray with me. Because I'm telling you right now, I believe in my heart that me and my husband is in the best times, the best moments of our life because we work through the worst. See, some of us in our childhood, we went through so much and we do not understand that that which we went through, yes, we don't want to go through that in our adulthood, but take that tenacity, take that drive and stand on that and allow it to push you forward. You see what I'm saying? Quit being in a place which is very unhealthy where you are avoiding all challenges in your life. Quit being in a place where you are avoiding all challenges in your marriage, those communication issues and things like that that you've been having. Quit being in that place to where you're making excuses and start facing those challenges together head on because you're no longer two, you're one. And so when you look at those things in your worst times, I'm looking at my husband as the worst thing that I've ever had to deal with in my life. The devil is a lie because I'm telling you before that, I guarantee you, you've dealt with more, with much worse. You see what I'm saying? So the question is, how do you get together as one and operate as one so you can live the best me and my husband used to argue we used to throw things at each other i'm just being real some of y'all in this place right now baby we used to fight it went too many times that now i don't think we called each other out of each other's name right now baby we we don't argue we don't argue matter of fact i'm just gonna be real i ain't got the energy to argue and i'm only 42 years old you see what i'm saying as of a, a couple of weeks i'm only 42 i don't have that energy 
So, so I'm encouraging you in the place that you are in right now in your marriage, the place that you are in right now, even in your singleness, because you know, we always speak to our singles as well. Singles, are you in a relationship where you're looking at that relationship through rose colored glasses? Is that what you're doing? Married individuals, are you talking about you're going to give up right now? If you are on the verge of giving up, have you tried everything that you can? Because one of the things that I've always shared with my husband is before I give up on this marriage and walk away from this marriage, I want to be able to say that I've tried everything that I can. Some of y'all haven't even tried to go and get marriage counseling. Some of y'all haven't even went to go see a therapist to handle your own individual issues and things like that that you have buried, that you think that you over, but you lie to yourself because it's hindering your marriage. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up off of this so Mr. King can come in and we can get to this commercial break. All right, so as we enter into our commercial break, uh, you guys know that we always love to send a big shout out to those individuals that support Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start off in Louisville, Texas, and send a big shout out to Sandy Johnson. Hey, Sandy. So thank you, uh, Sandy, so much for being a supporter. Yes. Also to Phoenix Winners in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm, so Phoenix, hey, thank Phoenix. you so much. And last but not least, to Sheree Powell of Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Wow, uh, thank really? you so much for supporting us. So we want to say a big shout out and a thank you to those three individuals, but not only those three, but to any and everyone who supports Marriage Mondays with the Kings in any capacity that you do support us in. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so also we love to send shout outs for our anniversaries as well. And so we're going to start off with Thomas and Rochelle Hughes uh, celebrating their 17th anniversary on the 17th of of January. Wow. So happy anniversary. Yes. Also to Joe and Amanda Bush of Waco, Texas. Uh, they celebrated their sixth anniversary on the 18th. Congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Also to Gino and Kareen Gardner of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, celebrating 17 years uh, on uh, the 22nd of January. Wow, that's so, amazing. Yeah, amazing. 17 years. So congratulations and happy anniversary. Also to James and Washington uh, Williams of Colorado Springs celebrated their 16th anniversary on the 25th. Wow. And then to Scott and Jackie Wilmot of Colleen, Texas celebrating their 33rd anniversary on the 25th wow. as well. 33, 33 years. I can't years. wait till we get there. I Ooh. hear you. <laughs> congratulations, so, just want to say congratulations to everyone celebrating the anniversary. If we weren't able to get your anniversary out uh, over the radio, we want to say happy anniversary to you, and we ask that God continues to bless you with many more. Amen, amen. And so we're going to go ahead and get into our community happenings real quick. First up, we want to tell you about it's, you know, the annual gigantic gospel concert for 2020. It is put on by J. Spivey Productions. It's going to take place in Houston, Texas at Greater Grace Houston. The address is 10800 Scott Street in Houston, Texas on Sunday, April the 5th. Admission, the pre-sale is $30 right now, pre-sale. Day of the show, the tickets will be $40 and the VIP is $50. The doors will open at 4 p.m. and the show will begin at 5 p.m. For more ticket information, you can visit eventbrite.com. You can go to all HEB stores in the area. You can go to ticketweb.com. The vendor booth number is 936-291-1691 and it's hosted by Jonathan Slocum. So again, that's the gigantic gospel concert that's going to be taking place. Now, 
KRGN 98.5 FM, the radio station that we are currently on right now, is a 100% listener-supported radio station. Many people will ask, man, what are some good, you know what I'm saying, soil that we can sow into that is currently blessing others? Because, you know, there are actually people out there that desire to see other people blessed. And so if that is you and God is tugging at your heartstrings saying, hey, we want you to sow into the ground of good soil, please consider KRGN 98.5 FM. If you would like to send your seed or drop it off, if you're here in the local area of Central Texas, the address is 100 West Central Texas Expressway, Suite number 307, Harker Heights, Texas 76548. I told you all I was going to get that cash app information. And so the cash app, if you want to sew that way, is dollar sign K-R-G-N-F-M. Again, dollar sign K-R-G-N-F-M. You can also, I believe, because I know the site is being um, redone or reconstructed or whatever, go to www.mykrgn.com. You can contact us as well to see how to send a seed offering of love. We're going to move back into the second segment of our show for the sake of time because you know once we get into our show, baby, that time go quick. But we cannot do that without thanking our spiritual overseers. That is Pastor Rodney and First Lady Karen Gilchrist. We would like to thank the radio station owners, which is Mr. Ron and his beautiful wife, Tamisha Grace. All the radio personalities of KRGN, the volunteers, those who sow into KRGN, um, those who pray for KRGN, we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, keep in mind, KRGN does have that app. They have that royal blue and white app that you can go to your app store, type in KRGN space FM, you shall see it, and that way you can keep it locked right here 24 hours a day. So now we're going to get back into the second segment of our show. All right, so getting back into the second segment of the show, uh, we still want to be able to go forth uh, and we're going to answer uh, that marriage question of the day. Do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously in our generation? Mm. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do is I want to go back uh, a, a, a few generations. I'm going to say I'm going to go way back. Back in uh, the time. Back in the time, <laughs> over to uh, some generations way before us. Okay. And uh, kind of talk about marriage in this uh, case of for better or for worse. And then mm -hmm. I want to tie this in uh, with just a tight uh, overview of some biblical scripture as we go along. And so the first uh, scripture that I want to go into is Luke, the second chapter. Uh, you can start reading from the first through the eighth, but the verse that I want to concentrate on is that seventh uh, verse uh, in Luke, 2nd chapter, 1st through the 8th. Mm -hmm. And in this particular setting, some people are very familiar with this. This is uh, basically talking about Joseph and Mary as they were traveling uh, from Galilee, going to the city of Nazareth, uh, into Bethlehem, where Mary was going to give birth uh, to Jesus. And in that 7th verse, it says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, mm -hmm. and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. There was no room for them in the end. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why are you using that verse for this particular topic, mm -hmm. for better or worse? Mm -hmm. See, think about this. Mary and Joseph were just married. You can imagine what Mary may have expected from Joseph being a man and being that she was delivering the son of man. Mm 
Uh -huh. So now you're in a city expecting to give birth maybe in a house and you end up giving birth and have to lay your son in a manger. Mm. So when you thought everything may have been going good, things aren't good for you. You're at the lowest point. How are you going to react as that spouse? Hmm. Wow. How are you going to react as that spouse? And I also want to go over, I want to look at Matthew the fourth chapter, the first to the eleventh verse, I'm going to read some of that and break that down to you. Now, for some of you who are familiar with that, this is when Jesus is being tested in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And you know that during that time when he spent those 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness that he was tested by the enemy, by the devil. What I want you to realize here is that in your marriage, when you're really going to be tested is when you're about to go through some trials and some tribulations, mm -hmm. when you're in those wilderness moments. It's not going to be all the times when everything is for better. It's going to be for worse because sometimes times when you're worse, you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So the thing about it is how are you going to react? What are the things you're going to say or do when you're vulnerable? Mm -hmm. And it says here that then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Mm -hmm. So the devil knows what Jesus really needed. The devil knows what a husband and a wife need when they're being tempted. Mm -hmm. The problem is the devil uses you, and what you do is you turn around and start speaking like the devil and start speaking like God. Ooh, come on, come on. So when that husband loses that job, what's the first thing you're going to say? Mm. What are you going to do to feed me? Mm. What are you going to do because you're supposed to be the man? Ooh, See, my God. you are Jesus. You can turn these breads into stone. And so we do that and we break an individual down by trying to give them ultimatums and telling them what they should be doing or what they have the power to do. Mm -hmm. When in those worst cases, where is your power? Come at? on, come Don't on. Don't you have the same power to make money just like that man or that woman does that lost that job? Mm -hmm. But we want to turn everything back on that individual to see if they're going to break. But it says, Jesus answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but out of every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. So how do we do this in this situation where a man has lost a job and a woman is beating him down? You, you should be able to work as well. Mm -hmm. We entered in this together. The two are supposed to become one. Mm -hmm. Because when I had money, we all ate. Come on. We all ate. We all ate. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Then it says the devil took him up to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. Mm -hmm. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Mm -hmm. So many times, and I'm just going to speak from ladies at this point, it can go both ways, mm -hmm. that when our men are being tested, that's what we do to them. We try to get them to throw themselves down. Mm. Instead of building them up, no, you're supposed to be the man. Ain't nothing supposed to happen. You're supposed to be the strong person. You're supposed to be the backbone. What I need you to do is go do this. We ask them to lower their standard or put them in a situation that they can hurt them more than it can help them. Mm, mm, and then it says, Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So why is it that we keep testing our men? Mm. We're men we're individuals we're human we are not perfect there are some true. tests that you're going to push us to and then when we fail you continue to beat us down mm, my god so the mm -hmm. thing is, don't tempt individuals when they're in that wilderness the thing that you should be doing is helping them mm -hmm. more than you're testing them and then it goes on in the a first again the devil took him 
to a very high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, men, this is when I'm going to turn around and flip this thing on you a little okay, bit. Okay. See, in that particular verse, I want to take that over in the marriage because sometimes we get so low in ourselves that we will do anything to get the things of this world instead of getting the things of God. Come on. And Jesus answered him and say, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him daily. So sometimes when things go bad, we're not worshiping God. We're going to turn back to those things that we used to run to and worship so it can make us feel better. Mm, 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 My God. But then it says, after Jesus turned him down those three times, the devil left him and the angels came and attended to Jesus. So what happens is sometimes we're going to get tested and it's not about uh, the test in itself. It's how we answer the test. And then the angels come and they attend to you after that. Mm, mm, mm. So husbands, wives, understand we have to work together in this thing. It's not about beating each other down in for better or for worse. Wow. In sickness and in health, to death do us part. We have to put all that stuff together. We can't just have somebody cook a meal for us and then eat what we want to. We got to eat the whole roll. Mm, mm, Because this marriage thing isn't about bits and pieces. It's about working together as a couple, the two becoming one, to see what you can establish not only for yourselves but for your generations to come. mm, mm, So what I'll tell you is this last thing, and I'm going to uh, pass this off to my wife. A lot of the things that we do in our marriage, we're directly passing down to our children. Wow. So we're sitting up telling our children that it's okay to pick and choose what you want off of the plate. And then when they get older, they let their children pick and choose what they want off the plate too. So at that point, they don't get the good sustenance that they really need to build good strongs, good muscles, and things of that nature. Now, no one is going to be perfect in raising their children. I was a picky either. I've kind of gotten past a lot of that. But what I'm trying to get individuals to understand is that you can't pick and choose in these vows what you want to do and what you don't want to do because those vows are the building blocks of your relationship. If you sit there and say, well, I only want the brick, but you don't get the mortar, you don't have a stable foundation when you build those walls. That's true. You have to be able to gather everything that you need for that substance so that you have a good, sturdy foundation. Mm, mm, mm. You know, so the scriptures that uh, you brought, baby, um, I was over here jotting down notes like I was taking church notes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so this is what came to my mind. What we tend to do, the reason why a lot of the times that our marriage is in worse instead of operating in better is because, and I'm going to speak from a a woman's perspective because I know I did it a couple of times, so I'm not trying to put us on blast, but Oftentimes what we do, both do it, husband and wife, but more so, of course, as a woman, I've heard and seen women do this. But what we tend to do, as as my husband was given in the first two of how the enemy tempted Jesus in those scriptures, is that what we'll do is when we get married, we do not communicate our expectations. Matter of fact, let's go back to this pre-marriage, pre-marital counseling, mm. premarital conversation. As singles, we do not communicate our expectations to the person in whom we are supposed to be coming in covenant with and saying I do when we exchange these wedding vows. And what we do 
is when we get married, we lie to ourselves yet again, because see, that's what the enemy was doing. The enemy was lying to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and building this facade. So we lie to ourselves and build a facade in our mind to say that when we get married, our husbands should automatically know what it is that we want and when we want it. To me, I'm just going to be real and I'm going straight. Y'all know me. I'm going straight for the jugular. That is the most stupidest thing. And even stupidest might not even be a word. That's the most stupid thing that I've ever heard. And the reason why I say that is this, how is it as we mature and we grow? Now, if you're the type of person that you do not mature in your physical, you do not mature in your spiritual, your emotional and everything like that, then maybe this applies to you. But even nature, our bodies start to mature over time. We start to get older. So even when we start to get older, there are different things that we need. And so how is it that we think or lie to ourselves and believe that the just I've been with you long enough, you should know what I want. Wife or husband, if you ever made that uh, comment, that comment right there is, um, I was about to say another word, but it's very ignorant. I'm going to say it just like that. That's a very ignorant comment because as we start to grow and mature and get older, there are different things that we require, we need, and we desire. And so in order to get what you desire, you need to learn how to effectively communicate. Notice I said effectively. You yelling at your spouse, talking them down, husbands, you talking down your uh wife like she's a child you're treating her like she's a child well you should know that's stupid wives you sitting up here oh i'm so tired of him he acting like one of my kids you treat him like a kid but you expect him to act like a grown man mm. that is stupid mm. okay let me preach on her on today let me go ahead and keep it real on today because ain't nobody gonna tell you the truth the way that god allows us to tell you the truth is married couples and so quit doing that you wonder why you're right now sitting in a place of worth worse is because of what's coming out of your mouth. Here I go again. The, at the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. So whatever's in your heart is what you're going to speak. If, if stupidity and ignorance is in your heart, that's what you're going to speak. And so you can't set up and get mad at your spouse. Now, let me say this one last thing. As we're in the last 15 minutes of the show, most people will ask, because the question that I want you to ask yourself if you're married right now, are you in your better stage right now or are you in your worst stage? And why is that? If the first thing out of your mind is for you to instantly blame your husband and your wife, I encourage you to grow up. I encourage you to grow up because the first thing that we want to do as people is place the blame of someone on someone else instead of having individual responsibility. What was my part that I played in this worst situation? What could I have done better in this worst situation? So the question may be asked, well, how do we get back to a place of better? This is what I would encourage you to do. Get back to having God as a covenant in your marriage instead of uh, seeing your marriage as a contract for the betterment of yourself. And so don't lie to yourself and say, God is the head of our marriage. God has, if your marriage is not reflecting it, if your fruit is not reflecting it, if I come and sit down in your living room and have a conversation with your children, baby, the, them babies are going to tell the truth. No matter how much you threaten to beat them, they are going to tell the truth. No, my mama and my daddy's marriage is a hot mess. They are a hot mess. They don't model for me. They don't. I don't know what love look like. I don't know how I should be loved because my daddy is not loving my mama right. This is uh, what I'm thinking love is and whatever the case and vice versa. Uh, mama, you may not be uh, modeling what what 
to your daughters of how a, a, a woman should be treated and a marriage and a wife should be treated. So my husband, I'm sure, got something else before we get ready to wrap up this show. Yeah, sometimes we have to really take a look at this thing for better or worse. Uh, just like my wife was saying when it comes to marriage, marriage sometimes is a lot like anything that you may find in, in nature that uh, has to do with growth, whether mm -hmm. it's fruit, trees, human beings, anything. Sometimes when you first start off, there's a lot of worse things that are there, mm -hmm. and the better often comes in the end. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll just be a little transparent. You know, when my wife and I first started off, we were, we were doing okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we made uh, ends meet. Uh, we, we've never really uh, had to go in a lacking phase, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were some times there where we had to tighten up on the belt. Mm -hmm. There were some times there where we, we struggled, but that was early on in our relationship. We've gotten to a point now where that better is here. Yes, we, We've God, got better you. days. Thank you, God. And so with that, what, what I'm trying to get individuals to understand is in order for things to get better, sometimes you got to stick through those worst days. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sometimes you hear about individuals being sick in a hospital. And they say, well, how's it doing? Oh, well, he, he's getting worse. Sometimes your body has to get a little sick, mm. sicker, mm. so that those white blood cells can really get the working to make you better. Mm. The thing about it is that are you going to stick in the middle of your uh, the, those worst times so that things can get better? Mm -hmm. All too often, people want to just call it quits when things go bad because sometimes those worst things help make you stronger. Yes. We even heard the sayings, you know, that which does not kill me makes me stronger. Mm -hmm. What does not, you know, bring your marriage to a total downfall makes that marriage stronger. We've had individuals that have had financial uh, strains and they thought the marriage was going to fall apart, but they stayed with it and now their finances are at a better part or at a better place than they were in that past. Mm -hmm. You've had individuals that have been cheated on for numerous times or maybe even one time, but they learned from that and now their relationship is at a bigger point because they went through those hard times. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that I think happens in relationships today, we don't want to go through those worst times. Mm, that's true. You know, that's just like having a truck that has four by four, but you don't want to take it through the mud because you think you're going to get stuck. Mm. Then why have the four by four? Come on, come on. Yes. If you've got the tools, you've got to be able to use them. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, we see that there's an obstacle in our way. And instead of going over the obstacle, through the obstacle, we just want to go around it because we don't want our lives to be obstructed. Wow. And what we have to learn how to do, sometimes you have to engage that obstacle so that you can show yourself that I can get over the hump. Yes. That my husband and I can work together. There's a wall in front of us. If he climbs up on top and it helps me pull over, now we're both over instead of one person being on one side of the wall and one person being on the other. Mm, that's good. That's division. That's good. Mm -hmm. So think about this. When obstacles come, don't let those obstacles divide you. Yes, that is so amazing. Wow, that is amazing. And so, look, we just know that this is 2020. <laughs> just like 2019, it's time out for games. You know, either we're going to take this thing serious when it comes to marriage or we're not. So what is it that you really want to do? Because when the devil comes to challenge, just like, and some of it ain't even the devil, it's just straight us, okay? So, so and it's time out for that too. Quit trying to blame everybody else. But when the enemy comes or when we allow the enemy um, to operate within us, notice I said when we allow, we have to ask ourselves, do we want better? Do we want to get to a place of better or not? 
And so what I would like to do is read one more um, before we get ready to close um, a response. When is the question in regards to the question of the day? The response was nope. I've seen some couples for richer or poor. Life happens and their relationship falls to pieces. I've seen relationships in sickness and in health. They can't handle the situation and give up. Until death do us part, this generation don't know what value and loyalty means. Mm. Wow. So, Mr. King. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw my answer in for the marriage question of the day. Do you feel that married couples take their wedding vows seriously? in our generation. I think some individuals do, but I know that there are individuals that may not have taken it seriously. And a part of that, them not taking it seriously, they may not have been taught uh, what those wedding vows really mean. They just think they were just words as part of a ritual uh, that we do as part of the wedding process instead of taking that as a covenant and what that covenant really means. Mm -hmm. And so it, it could go both ways there. The thing that I will tell you is this, from my wife and I experience, I will say probably one of our lowest times has been for some of you who have listened to us for a long period of time, it's when we had our house fire mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. We were displaced for many months. There were a lot of things there that was just all over the place. But that was a time uh, in our lives for that, that worst part that we stuck together and things got much better in the midst of that yes, and um, up until this point as well. Yes. And so what I think that we all have to really take a good look at is that life happens life happens. at some point or another the thing is how are you going to handle that mm -hmm. and i think uh keeping god in the midst of your relationship is going to be the biggest thing that you can do we're human beings we're going to fall we can blame each other we can point fingers we can say uh, all this happened. I don't know why it's happening, but when you place those things in God's hands, he can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding Amen. so that Amen. you're able to understand it and then move forward together. Mm. Whereas the enemy comes in to keep you divided and will say those things like, I told you so. Mm -hmm. I told you so. Mm -hmm. I told you he wasn't no good. Well, God may say, I see this man for who he is and what he's going to be, mm -hmm. not for maybe what he was. Yes. Maybe he was a drug dealer. Maybe he was an individual that didn't uh, keep a job. Maybe he was a preacher at one point, fell from grace, but I still see where he's going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you think about this thing for better or worse, let that worst part be a thing of the past and that better thing be your future. And we should all be striving to pull towards our future. Amen, amen. So we got that good old thought of the week. Yep. Our thought of the week uh, this week comes from Dave Willis, and it reads, Your marriage vows are most important in those moments when they are most difficult to keep. Mm. Once again, your marriage vows are most important in those moments when they are most difficult to keep. Well, you all, thank you so much for joining us. That is today's show. But keep in mind that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by HITVO, Honor Truth Veteran Organization, which encourages veterans to participate in their own healing, transitional process through education, mental health services, peer groups, and motivational seminars. They also have veteran apparel that you can wear that'll make you proud to be a veteran. I know we have some, and we're very proud. And so you can check them out by going to their website at www.lucy.com. SaleRome.com. We also have Christian um, Humor for slash Inspiration, which is a Facebook group page that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So if you would like to go and, you know, view some of their content, we encourage you to share some of their content. You can simply do that by searching them out on Christian Humor for slash Inspiration, like their page, and share. Now, 
please join us back on next Monday, February the 3rd, as we discuss marriage vows. We're going to continue this thing going with these vows now for richer or for poor. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about your coins. That's what we're going to talk about. And so next week's question of the week, why do marriages do better and richer and give up in the poor? Oh, yes. Please feel free to communicate with us if you have any marriage questions or topics that you would like to be discussed via our Facebook page, Instagram, and our YouTube channel, which is All Marriage Mondays with the Kings. You can search, like, share. Our Twitter handle is at K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N, or you can simply email us at marriagemondaysatmykrgn.com. Don't forget that we have Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Play Podcast and the wonderful buzzsprout.com. So if you miss any of our previous shows, you can go and check out our content right there as God has allowed us to bring it. So we want to say thank you so much for joining us this week. We encourage you, highly encourage you to be back next Monday. Share with somebody else as well so they can join in at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The, the Rock. Rock.